welcome back to Who's There. I'm your host, Allison. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan because we're all just regular people who like the adrenaline rush of being scared for some reason. And here we delve into those reasons. Thanks for bearing with me last week while we took a break. And I'm excited because this week we have a conversation with a media studies professor and the host of the podcast, Good Times, Great Movies, Doug McCambridge. Our taste in movies could not be more different, which is why I love talking to him. Yes, he loves 80s horror movies, of course. But he also tells me about his search to find a movie that truly scares him because nothing really scares him anymore, despite growing up as a super scared kid. He explains how Stephen King books were his gateway drug into the horror genre, why he loves elevated horror, and why he doesn't often rewatch horror movies, or any movies at all, for that matter. One last thing before we get into this episode, if you love the show and haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, I'd be so grateful if you could take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe to our feed wherever you listen to us. Thank you to everyone who's already left us a review. It's so appreciated as it really helps people to find us. I think I've rambled enough, so let's get into my conversation with Doug McCambridge. Hey Doug, how are you? I'm great. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Do you want to start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. My name is Doug McCambridge, and I'm on your show because I'm a huge horror movie fan and have been for a very long time. I host my own podcast. I actually host a couple podcasts, but I host a podcast called Good Times, Great Movies, where my co-host and I never get out of that decade. It's Anything that was made in 1980, between 1980 <laughs> and, and I guess, I don't know, what, December 31st, 1989, <laughs> if a movie was released. And I also do host a Shit's Creek podcast with my mm. wife, which is super adorable. I think that's what everybody loves, right? Husband and wife teams podcasting yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> no, but, I, but I'm very excited to be here because while, while on my 80s show we cover all genres, I would love to do way more horror, but my co-host, no, she would not want anything to do with that. <laughs> oh, oh, well, yeah, we do it. We do it once a year <laughs> in October. And that's pretty uh, much it for her. Oh, well, yeah. maybe there are a lot of 80s horror movies that are just not scary at all. So not scary, not good. There's yeah. just like I mean, so many. I mean, there's some good stuff out there. I'm not just on here to promote my stuff. I do listen to your show, so I know that you are not a fan of 80s horror movies. Yes, that's true. And and don't worry. Listen, I am not here to change that. And if you ever take a listen to my show, none of the stuff we covered is going to change your mind either. (laughs) Awesome. Well, we will talk about your podcast in a little bit, but first things first, what's your favorite scary movie? I think... If I'm, if I'm talking to people, I think I probably tell them it's Suspiria, but I think it might be just because I want to sound smart, and that's probably not true. It probably honestly is the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I feel like my horror background is the same as a lot of people that are my age. Let's just say between mid-30s and pushing 50. Well, I'll just say that I <laughs> fall somewhere in there, where... As a, as a child, like I was a big reader, like I read a lot of Stephen King and my parents didn't really like horror movies. I didn't have older siblings. So I would just see stuff if I was at 
friends' houses and even commercials on TV like scared me. Like there's still commercials that are so burned into my head where I'll just try and, you know, keyword search and I'm like, what's the movie where the coat rack turned into snakes? That's that's an image in my head. I have not been able to find that movie. So if any of your listeners know what I'm talking about, let me know. But Nightmare on Elm Street was something that I think I was at a sleepover. I don't know how old I was and I didn't want to watch it. I was so scared. I was also a really scared kid, but everybody watched it and I could not take my eyes off of it. I was like, I know I'm not sleeping at this (laughs) slumber party. I know it's not going to happen, but I just, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen and horror movies really had that impact on me. Like these movies affect me way more than anything else. Um, as I get older, movies do kind of make me a little bit weepy. Like I can kind <laughs> of make myself cry for the first time ever watching movies now. But horror movies are the only types of film that really like burrowed themselves inside my brain. And I can still be afraid of Freddy Krueger, <laughs> at least in the first one. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's something that's really special about the horror genre is mm-hmm. that it can really affect you. Like a rom com is not going to really affect you. So in no. the same way. No. No. <laughs> it can make uh, me angry. Is, yeah. Does that count? <laughs> I watched during the pandemic, I watched mm-hmm. a whole bunch of movies that I had never seen before. There, you know, with like the classics like Friday the thirteenth and sure. Nightmare on Elm Street. And uh Nightmare on Elm Street was the only one that could like sort of hold uh, my attention so I, no, I, I do like that one I hated the remake in 2010 oh it was so I bad I didn't even watch it I oh, didn't it even was, watch it I wanted to fall asleep I watched it on Halloween this year last year I was like yeah. what is going on this is oh. <laughs> I only <sighs> saw images of I, I, now I forget the actor's name who played him Fred England no, 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 no. The the remake. Jackie Earl Haley. That's it. Yes. Yeah. I saw images online. I was like, I'm out. There's no <laughs> way I'm watching this. It looked ridiculous. And and again, like, I mean, I I like the second one. I don't know. Did you go any further into the series? I or watched just... just the second one and I was kind of bored by it. I know there's okay. like a whole I know I know what the themes are, yeah. but yeah. Right. Yes. I, I liked the second one. I thought the third one was just fine. After that, it's so silly. Like it's by the time Roseanne and Tom Arnold show up, it's it's just off the rails. <sighs> so, you know, beyond the first one, I really have no interest. And it's it's like that with me with a lot of those those series that did start in the eighties. Like mm-hmm. I can get into Friday the 13th the first one it's really (laughs) tough for me to to sit there and to watch any more than one of those movies every five to seven years they're they're not scary at all no they're not I I think you know and I I don't even know if this is part of the question I'm not really scared by stuff anymore like that's that's a really challenging thing I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm always chasing that fear like that feeling I had when I was a kid I mean I can be upset by things and I can tell that things are off-putting but now I feel like I'm more interested in horror for just mood and I and I appreciate camera angles more than I did before but I really I can't be scared so I'm kind of glad I watched that stuff when I was you know 11 12 13 years old yeah, definitely. If I would have watched like Friday the 13th and, you know, Halloween when I was like 10, yeah. it would have hit differently. But sure. 
Yeah. What is, can you think of a movie recently that scared you? Like what was the last movie that scared you? If any. <sighs> Boy, I'm so, I'm so familiar with your show. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm like trying not to say things that other people. Have I mean, every, I don't I know if everyone, li- I don't know if people listen no, to every no, no. episode. So I don't think, I don't like people, you can repeat yourself. It's fine. No, that's fine. I just, I don't want you to think I'm just ripping off other people. No, no. no another movie that I know that you weren't too crazy about and you saw the twist coming, A Tale of Two Sisters. Oh, I yeah. loved that. I loved that. And I remember watching it. I didn't know what it was. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And by the end of that movie, and I just said, I'm not scared. By the end of that movie, I was in my basement and it was very late. My wife, children, everyone was asleep. And I was kind of, I was standing up and inching my way toward the stairs to go back upstairs while the movie was still going on. I, I've wow. never had anything like that since. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I've, I've heard other people say that they think the movie is really scary too. I know you said you saw the twist coming. Mm-hmm. I didn't. And I like that I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I that, hopefully that enhanced my viewing. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you can't figure it out from the beginning, it's probably going to be a better movie. I figured out Malignant sure. from the beginning. Stupid oh, movie. It, it, <laughs> oh, my God. I The praise for Malignant is something I do not understand. Because <laughs> I didn't figure it out from the beginning, but I don't know. I was about 20 minutes in and I went. I think I've seen enough movies where I know what's happening. <laughs> like I, you... I totally know what's going on right now and nothing is shocking, interesting, surprising. Mm-hmm. It was not a fun watch. I'm surprised you didn't like it because it's like, so like a batshit crazy eighties movie. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess I, there's a lot of things when it comes to horror that I don't like, and I'm sure we'll get into it, but I certainly don't like, I don't like self aware, self-referential horror a whole lot. I'm not really a fan of horror comedy all that much. And I, I don't like a lot of things that are trying to do things that have been done before and done better before. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. So how did you first fall in love with the horror genre? Did it just start when you watched Nightmare on Elm Street or was there another catalyst? No, I think that was it. I don't want to make this answer very boring, but I really do. Like I can, I can pinpoint that time. And it, and like I said, I kind of got started more reading horror because my parents didn't watch horror movies. Like I said, I wasn't allowed to just run out. I lived in the middle of nowhere. So I, couldn't go to the local video store because we had to drive quite a ways to get there. (laughs) And my parents were not renting things that were rated R at all. My parents weren't prudish, but they certainly weren't totally cool. So, you know, I just, I watched action, a lot of action movies and stuff like that. And my mom, she's a real movie buff and we would watch old movies all the time like you know i remember when cape fear came out the the scorsese one and she's like that seems a little intense but it is a remake so i saw the original cape fear i've never even seen the scorsese version (laughs) so i would i would grab my mom's stephen king books and i would read them and they were wildly inappropriate for me at that (laughs) age like a lot of sex and a lot of violence and, and things like that but I think my mom was like, 
he's reading. So that's yeah. a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So I really, yeah, well before I really got into watching horror movies, I read a lot of that stuff. And then I eventually came uh, to watch a lot of Stephen King movies and was very disappointed by almost all of them. Oh, are there any adaptations that you like? The ones that are less let's say monstery and traditionally horror-ish like misery's great misery's mm-hmm. fantastic um and you know things like stand by me are great that's not a horror movie yeah. i don't know that might be it <laughs> what about have you seen gerald's game yeah gerald's game was good i kind of checked out like the last half hour I wasn't mm-hmm. really crazy about where that went and the book was so gross i didn't wow even finish it it mm. was it was a little too weirdly sexual for, for me and, okay. and for like a for like a 15 16 year old boy to say that it it must have been pretty rough I don't yeah. remember it but I remember <laughs> trying to read it and going this is not for me <laughs> yeah yeah the movie the movie is a tough watch I've never read any Stephen King because I think it might just scare me too much yeah. yeah, some of it. Oh, Carrie's amazing. Yeah, some of it might be. Yeah, some of it's some of it's really tough. But I would say, if you're ever just tempted, Salem's Lot is really good. Like that's a that's a really really good vampire story. Yeah, vampires are like one thing that I don't care for. I don't. Not for me. Um, maybe that'll maybe that'll be it then. If you're afraid to maybe. be scared, read a vampire story. <laughs> you won't be scared, and you might find you really enjoy it. But I'll be grossed out because just the watching somebody suck somebody else's blood in a movie just grosses me out. I watched Interview oh, with the Vampire okay. a couple of years ago for the first time. And I yeah. was like, this is disgusting. Oh, so, yeah. all right. You know what? Yeah. If Interview with the Vampire grossed you out, don't, <laughs> don't even dip your toe in any sort of vampire horror beyond yeah. that. I got through Midnight Mass last year, but. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, you know. Well, you yeah. <sighs> You did more than I did. That was a slog. Oh, you didn't like it? <laughs> yeah, I, I really didn't. Oh, and and oh. I feel like a lot of times, you, you know how it is. People talk things up to such a degree. Yeah. And I was so late to that party. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can't wait to watch this. And I kind of knew what I was getting into. People even said, it's slow. It takes a while. I don't know. I think I got two episodes in. Mm-hmm. It's still sitting there. I could finish it at some point. Yeah, I think I think it's worth finishing. It like so much happens. Okay. So I would definitely encourage you to go back because it is it is a kind of a slow burn, but like then mm-hmm. it amps up. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. So why do you think that people who seem perfectly sane love the horror genre? I think a lot of it has to do with when you say the horror genre, it's these splinters of genre. Like I said earlier, I I know plenty of people that say, oh, I don't like horror movies and I will bring up something like Misery. And they're like, oh, no, no, Misery is (laughs) great. Like, well, that's kind of a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I really do think that's the reason is not everyone that likes horror movies are the, you know, stereotypical people that go to horror conventions. And I think that because of that, there are so many avenues into the genre that are a lot more tame or things that people don't necessarily consider horror. You know, if people don't like blood and guts and just like, you know, these, these 
horrible torture porn stuff like i feel like that's such a small segment of what the horror genre is so you're going to get people from all walks of life that like these movies i mean on the flip side i would say that like probably a lot of crazy people like horror movies too probably a lot of like (laughs) legitimately (laughs) monstrous people do but you know yeah there, there are plenty of normal people that love this stuff and i i do think it is because there are so many different types of films that just, you know, we talked about comedies. We talked about, strangely enough, musicals. Like, you can find that stuff yeah. in the broader horror genre. Yeah, definitely. Let's not, we're not going to say that people who like horror are crazy. That's what I'm no, trying to disprove. I, <laughs> I did not mean crazy in that regard. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just giving you a hard yeah, time. No, I know. <laughs> so what's your favorite subgenre in horror? I, you know what I think it is now? I think it is, and it's a term that I don't think I've ever used before, but I hear it a lot, elevated horror. I find that I'm really into that stuff. Like, I don't care what A24 puts out. I will watch it. I mean, I really, I loved Midsummer or Midsommar. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Like, I really love The Witch. I, I love things that are sort of, that I know we talked about Midnight Mass, but but things that are a slow burn and things that are honestly just you mute it and you put it on the background and it looks beautiful. And it's <laughs> it's not it's you know, I grew up on slashers. I have a soft spot for slashers, definitely, but I am so impressed with what directors nowadays are doing. People that are making these rather lengthy horror movies and Overall, the length of movies does bother me sometimes, but just like just how wonderfully slow and deliberate some of these films are. And I mean, Hereditary was, I don't know, maybe one of the greatest things I've seen in the past five years, hands down. And also, have you seen The Black Coat's Daughter? I did. That was a little bit too much of a slow burn for me. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that. I fell in love with that movie and then he went out and he made Gretel and Hansel and I was like I well, like that this movie is great too yeah so I like that one yeah that's that's the kind of stuff I'm totally digging that so yeah nice I hope I don't I hope I don't get tired of it <laughs> yeah no I definitely I like a lot of A24 movies as well I love Hereditary and Midsommar who are your favorite horror directors I feel like my answer for this would be like oh Wes Craven and John Carpenter and I I, I don't those are valid, valid uh, answers. Yeah. No, and I'm not trying to be too smart or something like that or come up with something clever and creative. There aren't really directors out there, especially horror-specific directors, that I have to go see what they do. Like, David Lynch, if he ever makes another movie, like, I have to go see that. Yes. Okay. And probably, like, Nicholas winning Refn. Like, if he does something, I have to go see it. Outside of that... It's not that I don't appreciate certain director style or something like that, but it really is like, I don't, Yeah. there's no director that really calls to me and I'm like, oh wait, that person made a movie? I can't wait to go see what they're doing. Like Nia DaCosta, I, I am very excited about what is to come, Yeah. but you know, but there's nobody that's always on my radar. Okay. That's fair. You should meet my friend Sharon because she loves David Lynch. She's obsessed. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, I considered, I think everything he's made horror. 
Nice. In some fashion. <laughs> I tried watching something of his once and I've watched the first episode of Twin Peaks and it's just, it's not for me. I'm not, the style is just not for, not for yeah. me, but I know a lot of people like it and I'm not, I'm not, I feel like I always say I don't like things on this show, yeah. but I'm not trying no. to say no, what okay. you like is and, bad. <laughs> yeah, no. And I mean, starting with Twin Peaks, like that's, that's a bit much just be not not that it's a bit much but i think from the first episode you could decide easily if it's yeah. for you or not yeah, yeah and then sitting there and going <laughs> meh and then going wait there's how many more episodes of this i don't <laughs> like that's that's a daunting task but i would say if you so you haven't seen you haven't seen blue velvet no okay all right i don't i don't even know what's a great starting point with him so <laughs> all right well i'll, I'll look into it maybe <laughs> You know, don't do it on my account and also talk to your friend about yeah. it. Yeah. So you mentioned before that you're married. Is your wife into horror? No, not at all. No. no. I, don't, I don't have this in my normal life. Like, yeah. I, I really don't. Like, I can't go talk to the neighbor about horror movies. No, you're talking about the weather, whatever's happening in sports or the, yeah. you know, whatever everybody's upset at, at a school board meeting or some nonsense like that. <laughs> no, I don't. Like, this is completely through connections I've made online, to be honest. Yeah, I, I really don't have that in my in my regular real life. Like I don't, if I want to go see a horror movie, I kind of don't have anybody to go oh. with. Yeah, I took my wife to see, we were still dating. I took her to go see The Ring. That was <gasps> a huge mistake. She was very upset by that. That's a, like, such an intense horror movie, so. Yes, that is that's a movie that I have revisited a couple times and both times I watched it, I went, how is this PG-13? Right. Like it's, it's the most <laughs> wild PG-13 I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. She was very, she was very mad at me. Oh, and then she with went out with one. you again. So. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. <laughs> so I know you also, you said you have a daughter, right? I have three. You have three daughters. Are you mm -hmm. going to introduce any of them to horror when they're old enough? My oldest is 15 and she's pretty interested in it. I'm mm -hmm. a big physical media collector. I have a lot of just films of all genres. Like I have so mm -hmm. many just criterion and yeah. blah, 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 so on and so forth. So she'll just grab things from time to time. She will always have to show me what she grabs because there are certain <laughs> things where I'm like, oh, no, no, you're not. You're not ready for this yet. Hostel um, is not, not until next year. No. And first <laughs> of all, I would never own Hostel. <laughs> I'm never going to buy Hostel. No, but yeah, so she has shown interest. And my other two, I mean, first of all, my youngest is seven. And I, I have no desire to show her anything yet. <laughs> yeah. And my middle daughter, she has no interest in any of this stuff. I have movie posters, horror movie posters, little figures and stuff like that she has never once asked me a question about them or picked any movie up off the shelf which my oldest one did from the time she was five years old so Aww. yeah it's it yeah that's really great but the thing that's always amazing to me is I'm like these three kids were raised by the same people and grew up in the same environment and they're wildly different <laughs> from one another so yeah if if they're interested I am more than happy to show them yeah. stuff and to sit down with them and to talk to them about it, but I'm not going to push it on them. Let them figure out yeah. what they're into. That's cool. Yeah. 
So tell me, tell me about all your podcasts. Start with good times, great movies. Like I said, it's an '80s movie podcast. We always try and tie uh, the movie into the time of year or a holiday or if i'm really desperate i'm like uh, okay it's this actor's birthday or something like that yeah. like that was the idea from the outset was to be like in summer we'll cover we'll cover summer movies and in winter well that went off the rails real quick <laughs> once i realized that's a lot of work to try and figure out mm -hmm. and then to find things that are streaming or you know stuff that i have or stuff that's relatively cheap to buy so we just kind of pick stuff that we've never seen before and have kind of always been interested in watching like that's oh, cool. sort of what the podcast is and it's been going since 2015 oh. my friend and i started and and it really did start as a as a reason for she and i we went to college together and we're really good friends and then she moved out to the west coast it was really just a reason for us to talk to each other for like two hours every other week. And we've kept it up. I've kept it up longer than any real job I've had. So <laughs> that's very cool. And yeah. you're a college professor, right? I am. Yes. Yeah. It, in English, correct? It's, it's English. It's more media based. Media? Okay. media we're like under the umbrella of English. So technically I'm in the English department, even though no yeah. one ever wants to try and read anything I write because it's just a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> Have you ever been able to incorporate any horror elements into your classes? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> I, do, I do it way too much. <laughs> I do it more than I actually should. Um, so I'll teach things like Photoshop and Illustrator, you know, computer drawing, computer illustration, photo editing stuff. Mm -hmm. I, do, I do a lot of that in class. And I'll constantly just give them images from horror movies or stuff to try and draw and I'm like guys here's what I want you to do just try and freehand draw a mummy and then we'll see who's just the best or something just like little in-class assignments stuff like that nothing that is a large multi-week thing I try and make that somewhat relatable to what they're there to study <laughs> but I will sprinkle these things in I I do not hide what I'm interested in if any student wanders into my office my office at work looks like my office at home. There's just mm -hmm. horror movie posters and nice. DVDs piled up in a corner. And <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm, I, there's no way I can actually bring it into real lessons that I do. Yeah. But if I see any way to incorporate it into any in-class mm -hmm. assignment, I'll definitely do it. That's so cool. Do you ever, do you students ever come up to you and are like, oh yeah, I love horror too? Yeah, I, not as much as I would like them to. <laughs> and also I think because like for as much as I think like, oh yeah, these students are pretty cool. Like I could hang out with these students. It doesn't take long before I'm like, oh, there's like a 20 plus year age yeah. difference here. And <laughs> our sensibilities are very different. But I do sometimes have students come up and they'll just like pull a, you know, a film book off my shelf and, and leaf through it while they're waiting to talk to me or something like that. And I, every now and then I have students that ask for like, recommendations or something i don't know if they yeah. think they're getting a better grade by doing that but <laughs> they do i'll grade them better <laughs> <laughs> oh good you'll have to send this episode to all your students and be like right there's yeah, a hint yeah. in there <laughs> if they haven't figured it out by now <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome an article came out in 2020 that said that horror fans were handling lockdown better than non-horror movie fans why do you think that was the case i mean i can <clears throat> I can only speak to it from my perspective and 
as I said before, because my interest in horror has so much to do with an online community, I really didn't like it's bad to say because COVID impacted so many people so horrifically. Boy, I, I barely missed a beat when it came to like what I'm going to do for fun. I mean, do I go out to dinner with friends? Sure, I do that stuff. You know, do I, I go places with my wife? Yes, but we were stuck in a house together, so I didn't miss that. But no, my my day-to-day, like getting home from work, <clears throat> unwinding, whatever that is, hanging out with my kids. And then once everybody's in bed, I normally watch a movie anyway. So strangely <laughs> enough, it really didn't change anything. And so many people that I interacted with sort of felt the same way and were having the same experiences. So it was really nice to just, you know, hop onto Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or something and just talk to somebody and to say like, oh, hey, did you check this out? This just dropped on Shutter." it really didn't feel any different as you know, in that regard, a lot of things about life changed, but not so much that. How do you decide what horror movie to watch when you're looking for something to watch? This is very, I'm very specific with this. <laughs> I, I am not a big rewatcher now okay. when I was younger, you know, and we had like seven VHS tapes in my house because they cost like $80. <laughs> you know, I must have, I, I watched the, the first Michael Keaton Batman. I, it is not, I hate it when people exaggerate. I've seen that movie at least 80 times. That's not an exaggeration. Home Alone, I have seen over 200 times. I once tried to calculate how many times I've seen that movie. So, now, for as much as I do have quite a collection of physical media, boy, I don't rewatch stuff. I kind of want to consume as much new media as I possibly can. So I will always try and watch something I've never seen before. But if I'm if I know the movie is either pretty intense or it's something that I'm gonna want to think about, I kind of I don't watch it at night. I don't watch it before bed. I have no problem with watching a horror movie at three in the afternoon on a Saturday. I will do that. I can turn off the lights. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so a lot of times at night, I will just put on something that I know is light and it's 85 minutes in and out. And I will go back and be like, oh, this movie came out in like 1993. And I've heard people talk about it. I've just never seen it. So that's that's the majority of what I end up watching. It's just movies I've heard about, but I've never seen for one reason or another. Very cool. Do you have any comfort horror movies that you go to when you just need to put on something that's familiar? Um, I, I do. I love, and I don't, this is the dumbest of hot takes because it's not a hot take because it's something I like that nobody talks about. I love the original Ghoulies movie. <laughs> like, the original Ghoulies movie, and, and for people that have never seen a Ghoulies movie, I think that they think of those little monsters as basic little puppets and stuff, because that's what the Ghoulies are, and certainly what the Ghoulies became in subsequent movies. But the first one is about, like, a demonic blood ceremony, and the <laughs> Ghoulies themselves are such a minor part of it. It's basically, like... People in their early 20s hanging out in a house, summoning some sort of demon thing. And the <laughs> ghoulies are such a minor part of that. And I love that movie so much. And then the second one came out and it's just rubber monsters running around and people love that movie. 
and then they go to college somehow <laughs> and then there's a fourth one which I've never seen <laughs> but I really do I do like the original I also like have you ever seen The Gate? Mm-mm. No. Oh okay it's it's really good like it's a perfect it's a perfect movie for like a 12 year old kid because okay. there are some scenes that are somewhat intense but it is kind of like a like a Goonies horror movie almost. Uh, mm-hmm. Stephen Dorff is in it, but he's like, mm-hmm. you know, 12 or 13 years old. That's another one I, I go back and I revisit. But no, when it comes to horror, like it's a shame to say this, but so much of the comfort horror movies I watch are mystery science theater <laughs> movies when, when they just watch a dumb horror movie and make fun of it. Like I could watch that at any time. Very cool. I I should introduce you on Twitter to my friend Ashley. She was one of my early guests on here, and she loves Ghoulies so much. Oh, oh my God. So, okay. Yeah. Please do, because we are a rare bunch. Yeah. I've never seen I, any of them. I know they're all on HBO Max, but I've never watched any of them. Yeah. I I mean, I certainly am not telling you to watch this movie. Like, I, I'm not going <laughs> to recommend it, because it's, it's really not good. Like, it really is the definition of a comfort movie, where it's like, oh, this movie makes me feel good because it's mine, and nobody else yeah. has it, and nobody else <laughs> likes it. Fair. <laughs> Are there any horror movies that you won't watch or that you won't watch ever again? I mean, there's there's a lot of movies I won't watch again. Like I said, I'm not I'm not really a big rewatcher, and a lot of times it has nothing to do with like objectionable material in the movie or anything like that. But yeah, there, there's plenty of stuff I won't watch again. But when it comes to stuff that I that really turns me off, people have said it before. Like torture porn is gross, and I don't like it, and I never liked it, and I. I watched the first Hostel and I was like, all right, I don't need to watch any more of these movies. Like, I think I know what's going on here. Martyrs is something that you've brought up before. And Martyrs, I, it's a fantastic movie. Like, I would I yeah. would really champion that movie for people who have never seen it before. But of course, I'm not going to watch it again. Yeah. Cannibal movies? Ugh, no. No cannibal movies. Especially <laughs> the gross ones from, like, the late 70s and early 80s. Like, those disgusting found footage, like, cannibal holocaust and stuff like that those are horrible because that's like real animal abuse and that stuff i'm like no let's just let's not do that so yeah stuff like that stuff that's gross and disgusting like i have no (laughs) time for it yeah that's understandable (laughs) yeah and if i I do and if i do hear that a movie has that stuff in it i probably won't watch it which is kind of a shame like i don't i try not to find out about movies i don't watch trailers people told me one day that there was a new candy man movie out and i was like what are you what are you talking about they're like yeah it was already out it's actually streaming now like that is how clueless i am a lot of times so i don't pay attention to stuff so if i've heard really really bad things about how brutal a movie is it must be really bad and i just yeah. do not watch it <laughs> did you get to see the new candy man i did yeah, yeah. i really liked it Good. yeah <laughs> Have you ever had any noteworthy experiences seeing a horror movie in theaters? What a good question. I am not a big theater goer. Okay. I will say that. I think a lot of it, like I said, has to do with the fact that my wife and I, our tastes do not jive. Yeah. It's very rare that we see movies in the theater. I think the last movie I saw in the theater was Knives Out. Oh. 
So, and I also, I don't know, even at this age, I feel so self-conscious. Like I won't even go see movies by myself. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I'm not a big movie goer. And, and especially growing up, again, since I was the only one that liked horror movie, I, horror movies, I really didn't go. I will say I had just graduated college. It was the summer after I graduated college and the Blair Witch Project had come out <laughs> and my mom wanted to go see it. I had I didn't even know what she was talking about when she said there's this movie. We knew nothing about it. It was such an experience. I had no idea what I was watching. Like it was the craziest thing. And I can't, I hope that there are people out there listening that, you know, don't have this exact experience, but just the experience of, seeing something that I'd never seen before. Like I'd never seen a found footage movie in my life. I didn't even know that that was a thing that was done. And to go in and to watch this movie and to just be like, this looks like shit. Like what, <laughs> what, this, what are they shooting this on? Is this real? Like it was such a fun experience mm-hmm. seeing this, knowing nothing about it going in. And then like at the time, the, the sci-fi channel, they made a documentary Ab- like another fake documentary yeah. about the people who made and I, mm-hmm. then I was really confused <laughs> I was just like maybe that was like I really had no idea mm-hmm. and this was in the you know early stages of the internet and it's yeah. not like I was going on to message boards or whatever and mm-hmm. talking to people about this so I really didn't understand anything I was watching and it was it was super fun I've never had another experience like that that's awesome did you think it was real when you saw it no n- I don't even, I don't even know. Like, I really don't know. Like, I I almost feel like I sat there the whole time questioning whether what I was watching (laughs) was real or not. Yeah. But again, we're talking about 99. I I can't remember back that far. What has been your favorite horror movie that you've seen so far in 2022? Well, so like I said, I don't, I don't get out. I don't go to movies. So I have a very small sample size. Hold on. I have my I have my letterbox right here. Okay. Okay. Good. So far, like it would probably be fresh. Like fresh was really nice. good. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. I wasn't crazy about the third act. Like I loved <laughs> everything building up to that point. Yeah. But when it just became running and chasing, you know, <laughs> it, it, it became a little cliche mm-hmm. there. That was great. You know what I really loved about that movie is that I don't know, what are we, 20, 25 minutes into the movie and the title comes up? I was like, whoa, yes. <laughs> I, I didn't even, I wasn't even aware that I really had not seen any credits. That yeah. was wonderful. The performances in that movie are super great. Yeah. That, that was a lot of fun. But like I said, I, I do just have a very small um, sample size of stuff mm-hmm. from 2022. Yeah. Well, we're only five months in, four months in, really. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> So on the flip side of that, what horror movie are you most looking forward to seeing in the rest of 2022? All right. I don't have a good answer for this because like I said, I don't look into horror movies. <laughs> okay. I don't know what's coming out. I did see a preview for, you probably know what it's called, um, the black phone, the pay yeah. phone, mm-hmm. just a phone, something like that. Yeah, which black phone. super <laughs> interesting. Yeah, yes. like that really looked interesting. So that'll be my answer since I have no idea what else is happening. <laughs> That's a great answer. <laughs> are, are there any horror movies that you love that people generally don't like? You mean other than Ghoulies, right? Uh, yeah, other than Ghoulies. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. I mean, 
you know, this, like I said, my podcast is an excuse for us to watch movies that we've never seen before, but certainly movies that we've heard about. I watched uh, a long time ago, I saw Slumber Party Massacre is, you know, it's not great. And he's got a drill and he's killing these girls. We watched Slumber Party Massacre 2 and it is adorable. It is such a fun time. Have you ever seen it? I've never seen it. My friend Jody has been trying to get me to watch it for like two years. So oh, <laughs> please do so. I mean, I, I, okay. I am not one. Like, I hate to tell people what to watch. It is so fun and it's cute in such <laughs> a strange way. And the killer is awesome. It's It basically just becomes a string of music videos at one point. Hmm. It's such a fun movie and so different. And it, it really is something that I knew nothing about. And it doesn't have a Blu-ray for some reason, or it did. It was like a Shout Factory, like I think doubled with the third one. It's been out of print forever. That's that's a really great movie. No, as, as far as movies I like, it, it's not like I like a whole lot of really obscure stuff um, that people haven't heard of, or I like movies that everybody else hates. I don't want to say that my taste is kind of boring or kind of in line with everybody, but anything that comes out, like the thing I hate is, you know, Twitter hot takes or something like that. When people be like, Oh, the Babadook is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. It must be the worst thing made. Like, no, it's not like there are 300 other movies that are dumped on streaming that are horror movies that are definitely worse and also yeah. the worst movie ever made is something you'll never see. So it's clearly not that. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you like something, you can find a group of people that like it. If you don't like something, you can find an equal amount of people that don't like it. <laughs> yeah. If you could remake one horror movie, which one would it be? Oh, I'm going to go back to my good buddy Stephen King here because I said I wasn't crazy about a lot of his films. And I read so many of the books. Um what I always tried to do was I always tried to read the book before I watched the movie. And yes, did I read over a thousand pages of it before I watched that, you know, TV miniseries back in like 91? I did. Christine is a book that is amazing. And Christine is a movie that I think is absolute garbage. (laughs) And I watched that movie and it took me, I think over 15 years to read the book because I hated the movie so much. And I finally read the book and I went, this is amazing. And this is nothing like that horrible movie. I would love to see somebody remake that movie. And I, and I know it's Carpenter and everybody loves Carpenter. I, I do too, but that's a, that's a really bad movie. I would love to see that thing remade. And I didn't see the new Pet Cemetery. I heard it's not great. Yeah, not the original's good. not great either. So yeah. like, I don't know. I don't think you can do any worse like that or wait did they remake Children of the Corn or am I just they, they've that... done a couple iterations of that oh, I've only really? seen one okay. but All yeah right. there have been a couple of versions of that but I think that oh. they could re they think somebody could redo that because the quality of the of the 80s or 90s this, one is yeah, really bad that's really bad yeah there were a lot of like and I, and I think it is because you know Stephen King was he was hot you know, he was, he yeah. was huge. His books were flying off the shelves. People are going to make those movies. And for some reason, I don't know, nobody's, like you said, other than Gerald's game, 
I'm sure there's other ones I'm not thinking of, but I, I feel like somebody now, somebody with a more artistic sensibility, I think can really yeah. do wonderful things with his work. Yeah, definitely. What did you think of the remake of It Chapter 1 and 2? Meh, it's okay. <laughs> okay. It, they, they were fine. I talked about my 15-year-old daughter. She loves them. She oh. loves those movies. She's watched them <laughs> so many times. I like. I even had to buy a... It was a foreign, it was, I don't know if it was British, UK, or maybe a German release or something of the Blu-rays, because I think she was watching them on HBO and then they left HBO for something else that we didn't have. So I had to buy those for her because she just loves them. Yeah, I I think I've just, I saw the old one. I love the old one. I'm an old man now. Like it it didn't affect (laughs) me. (laughs) Fair enough. <laughs> so my last question is, if you yeah. had to spend quarantine with one horror villain, who would it be? I I kind of thought at first, Angela from Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> but I'm not so sure about that one because she doesn't say anything and she probably would kill me. Like, I know <laughs> this this thought experiment is we are friends with them, but also in that movie, she, really, she didn't talk. So that would be pretty boring. There's a movie out there called Hello Mary Lou Prom Night 2. That is one that my that my friend Jody also made me watch. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to ask you how you felt about the movie, but uh, not for me. But Okay. <laughs> I I think I think I'd hang out with Mary Lou. She seems yeah. like a ton of fun. Like <laughs> at the beginning of that movie when she's just boozing and just making out with dudes at the prom like that would be fun. I think she'd be a lot of fun. Or, like I brought up earlier, the villain, murderer, monster, figment of her imagination, whatever, in Slumber Party Massacre 2, that guy's super fun. Wears a leather jacket. <laughs> he looks like a greaser. He's singing all the time. He's got a guitar with a drill on the end of it. I think that would be a lot of fun, too. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and chatting with me. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you on Twitter or Instagram if they want to chat? Yeah, I only do things through my podcast. Nobody wants to talk to me, the person. (laughs) So if if you do want to reach out or do want to talk to me, the podcast is Good Times, Great Movies. And normally the handle is GTGM or GTGM cast. So you can find me there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being here. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. I'm so happy just to talk about horror movies for a little bit. That's it for this week's episode of Who's There? I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Doug Cambridge and thanks to Doug for coming on. I'll leave links to where you can find his podcast, Good Times, Great Movies, in the show notes. You can follow us on Twitter at Who's There Pod. We're on Instagram at Who's There Podcast. And if you have any comments, questions, concerns, horror movie recommendations, or you'd like to be a guest, shoot us an email at who's there, PC at gmail.com. Until next time, stay scary and get vaccinated.